Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. And today's podcast has definitely um, got that feel of, hey, let me teach you how to change a flat tire. And it feels really irrelevant until you need to know how to change a flat tire. So this is a a prep conversation. No doubt a lot of you are in the space that I'm going to describe, but some of you may not be yet. And so you want to get ready because it's happening. Now, the focus of the podcast right now is what it means to build an incredible community. And for this month, we're talking about what it means to be proactive even in the midst of the uncertainty of community, because you never know, things can come up, conflict happens. We talked last week um, about how to recognize uh, what's going on. Now, we talked about what it means for you to help others. Today, I want to really drill deep on what it means for you to help yourself, to be ready in a moment's notice to serve the people around you. Um we had a crazy thing happen about a year ago. Uh, I stepped into the hallway and my daughter, as I saw this play out really quick, and another daughter were playing games and playing with each other. And one of the things they were doing was tickling each other's like outer ear with a bobby pin. We didn't know that was happening. Horrible thing. Of course, they don't do it anymore because one of them went to tickle one and it uh, burst her eardrum. She just hit the ground. There was blood coming out of her ear. It was uh, coming out of her hand. Um, I was not ready for what was playing out. We went straight to the emergency room, and it's just one of these exhausting moments that you don't need to have happen now because there's too many other things going on. Look, life throws you curveballs. Some will throw you to the floor in pain, and some are just building nuisances. And I see it in people, and you see it in people. Eyes glazed over, everyone's trying to survive. And it's not just the people that were in the emergency room that night. It's the folks in your neighborhood. They've lost the ability to recognize beauty. They're not building a community that helps them feel alive. The pain and crisis of life just causes them to numb out. And here's the encouraging thing I'm going to tell you today. The pain and crisis moments don't disappear. They don't go away. I know that sounds weird to say that I'm encouraging, but it's just understanding this. If challenging moments happen, small, medium, and big, how do you stay at the edge of your abilities, building something great and enduring, whether it's a family or organization or a team? Here it is. You learn to recover under pressure because you'll never remove all the pressure. When I talk to a leader and I hear that they're trying to pursue something so that they can create a situation where they want to coast and try to remove all the pressure, I know that they are set up to fail. What we want to learn to do is to pay attention to activities or exchanges with others that can give us a quick shot of energy or a fast recharge. Uh, We still need longer form recovery, a slow recharge, vacations, breaks, uh, experiences with solitude, uh, you know, deep binges of withdrawal from the normal rhythms and routines. But I'm talking about what you can attempt to do at least once a week um, that is something that you can get that hit from. Now, ideally, you'll even do it more than once a week. Uh, when I like to build somebody's calendar and I get to help them, I want to try to figure out a way that they could have a few hours slow recharge every week and a hit every day on a fast recharge. Um, 
that's kind of ideal, but you'll have to figure out what these are for you. I know for me, it's uh, being around in the sunshine, being around a pool, reading a book, going to a movie, uh, maybe watching a television show, not just vegging out, but truly just trying to release that pressure, Uh, going for a walk, course running or trail running. Life doesn't get boring when you have a list of those things because when you get a moment, you're like, which of these 12 things do I want to do? And here's some benefits. If you'll figure out what these are for you to recover under pressure, you'll be positioning yourself to get inspired. That's benefit number one. You'll be positioning yourself to get inspired. Look, leadership is caught more than it's taught. And as you build a team of people to make the climb with you, you will have to consistently give encouragement, energy, and motivation to them. And the way that you encourage, energize, and motivate may look differently from how I do it. And so you want to learn to let the inspiration flow through you to others. And at this point, a lot of leadership training just stops and that really sucks because what I just said is true, but it's only the fruit of your leadership. The root of your leadership is consistently positioning yourself to be inspired. At the end of the day, your greatest responsibility is to engage your team with a full and overflowing heart. So you want to learn to inspire yourself. This is a critical skill to truly be a leader of leaders or build a team. So what would your team catch from you? Passion, initiative, inspiration, or something else? Now, I know for a lot of people, they feel reluctant to uh, build the team, make the hires, grow their leadership, increase their presence and influence, uh, maybe start a family. But I would just say at the end of the day, while there's a lot of things we could talk about that you provide to those people that you care for, you start with your energy. You're showing up to give energy. And if you're not positioning yourself to get inspired, you're not going to have something to give them. So that's the first benefit. Second benefit, if you'll learn to recover under the pressure, not just try to remove all the pressure, you won't stay stuck. Look, you're going to face those moments when you feel stuck. Count on it. You're going to need to make a decision. You feel pressure, but you feel locked in. And you don't know what action or course to take. I've faced multi-million dollar debts, major staff crises, a divided organization, distracted leader. I've messed up, I feel like in my 20s especially, more than I did right. But the most dangerous thing is to do nothing. Most team leaders in the face of pressure shut down. The pressure causes them not to act. And if you let pressure keep you from acting wisely, here's some flags I want to raise. Your best leaders will move on. They turn problems into the opportunities, and they want to be on a team that engages them fully, that they see the leader turning problems into opportunities. So your best leaders will move on. Your skills will become at best dull, or at worst, the mounting pressure will cause your skills to become your weakness. You just keep doing today what you did yesterday, except you do it with more intensity, and you will wear your team out. Another red flag, your your emotional turmoil will release somewhere. You may take it out on those you love most. You may take an action that isn't consistent with your character that has far-reaching implications into the impact of your community. I wish I could just like wave a a, a big red flag on that one right in front of you because you can spend years, even decades, paying a consistent price to build something incredible. But because you're not recovering under pressure, make a few choices in weak moments that blow it all up. So just admit if you feel stuck. 
No, don't act just to act. Seek out advice, wisdom, consultation from everywhere. Seek out best-in-class information. You know, not just some article you read. The best-in-class information. And the information you need is out there. I mean, at any point, I have about five to seven unresolved medium problems and one to two big problems. I imagine them in my head as like spinning planets. And, and I'm standing on one planet and all of these planets are going around me. They're orbiting around. and I don't spend energy to keep them orbiting around, but I don't want them off my radar. A lot of leaders will only focus on what's in front of their radar and the thing that's the loudest. As I move throughout the day, I want to stay attuned to growing and learning. And if I have a position where I'm leaning into life and growing and learning, I will inevitably come along a conversation, book, song, or idea, and it connects to one of these problems that are orbiting around me. And I may hold it for hours, days, weeks, or months before the solution is there. But when it comes, I know it and it's time to act. A lot of people, when they have pressure, they either hide from it or they try to remove it all. And it's a skill to learn that there are some problems you wait to solve. So don't just act to act when you feel stuck. And and remember, there's no silver bullet. I mean, while we're talking about this benefit that you won't stay stuck, there are a lot of people that look for perfect solutions. Now, all leadership happens in context. In other words, there's no principle you can transfer from one context to your context that will always deliver the same results. So write yourself a big permission slip to customize the solution. Isn't this really what it's about? Figuring out what you need to do that next step so you're not stuck. So we want to learn. The execution won't happen perfectly. How can you do it better next time? Keep studying. So benefit one, you're going to position yourself to get inspired if you recover under pressure and actually build this into your calendar and make it a habit. Two, you won't stay stuck. Third, your belief will be restored. Here's what I mean. If you're going to show up and lead and engage people and you need energy, if you don't have belief, if there's not something that is... uh, a hope, a vision, an inspiration, then you're not going to inspire others. Your passion reveals your belief. Passion is an overused word for sure. And I hate that because we don't understand what it really is. Passion isn't just about desire. It's about desire mixed with hardship. Lots of people want to go after their passions, but few endure hardship to see dreams become reality. Passionately endure whatever you're facing. And as you keep moving forward, your boldness reveals your belief. And when you believe in what you're doing, then you can make asks with gentleness and boldness. You get crazy. You honestly believe you're giving people an opportunity to be a part of something great with you. So what asks do you need to make? And if you viewed those asks as not trying to impress somebody with what you're doing, but try to impact them with how you can work together. You look at it like you're giving people an opportunity. It may give you the 51% courage you need to answer your 49% fear and go for it. Our initiative needs to be to constantly improve and move little things forward. And when you're recovering under pressure, your belief gets restored because your passion's revealed by the fact that you keep growing and keep moving it forward. When you relentlessly improve your core skills and chief responsibilities, you send a message. Your focused engagement calls others to be a part of what you're doing. And I just wonder, is there anywhere your eyes have gotten lazy? What have you tolerated that you can't tolerate anymore? Move it forward. Make it better.
If you don't, you're going to learn to be okay with numbing out. And when you're numbing out and the curveballs of life are happening and your daughter's eardrum gets ruptured, you may find yourself in a place that you do more damage than good by the way you're processing what's happening. Learn to stay vigilant. The curveballs are coming, but recover under pressure. And before I forget, real quick, um, in September, I'll be starting a new coaching group for those that go through the 12 weeks. This is our entry-level, in-depth approach to a complete rebuild of who you are and how you can lead and how you can be at the best, uh, you know, at the edge of your abilities. And I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with 2017 coaching rhythms. I've kind of done three big groupings this year. Uh, I know that there's going to be some changes and there will be less. Uh, so this is your chance if you want to get on it, get in on that uh, before we, uh, you know, turn some other things up and uh, look at 2017. I'd love to have you jump in, and you can go to Chris at ChrisMcAllister.com. Um, you could also get there by SightShift.com, S-I-G-H-T Shift.com. Click work with Chris. Let me know that you would like to talk to me about that, and we'll see if it's a good fit. Um, and I've probably, uh, you know, I've got people lined up, but I know I've got some spaces and hope to uh, wrap that up in the next coming weeks. So hit me up quick and we'll go from there. Have an awesome week and look forward to 2017. I mean, I know it's weird to say that right now, but I'm starting to think about it because we've got some crazy cool stuff planned. Um, and I'm looking forward to having you a part of it with me. Awesome. Have a good one. Peace.